0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome to the Oz Network preview, not really preview, reaction, uh, kind of reaction because we don't get to see much, uh, talk episode on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, final trailer, second trailer, uh, we're, I don't even know how many weeks out now, we're in the middle of our Star Wars recap season here. And what a perfect time to drop this episode, uh, right as we're getting ready to get into the uh, the first of the Disney films. As we get ready to see the last of Disney films, we're, what, about 24 hours away now? Or uh, 12 hours? How many hours away from our next Star Wars episode going up? Uh,
0: it went up yesterday, but cool. Good to see you pay attention to oh, our show.
1: Okay, <laughs> Well, we recorded this the day before, okay, so I'm sure people understand that.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. They're always live. They're always at the same time
1: as life simple yes we are coming to you live now for our reaction on the rise of skywalker trailer that debuted a couple of days ago uh so we're gonna have lots to talk about here uh even though we see almost nothing well we see lots in the trailer we hear almost nothing no not much more but still plenty to talk about my name is colin and i was gonna take one last look at my friends but i don't have any (laughs) and my name is ben and i'm taking one look last
0: look sir at any hope for this trilogy?
1: <laughs> oh, how appropriate. I know. Um, we should just start with the reaction here on the reaction preview whatever episode. Um, thoughts on the trailer? Uh, are they redeemed? Like, I, I got to be honest, I-, I was excited to see the trailer just because I wanted to see, you know, what we'd be getting out of this movie. But we've both said, like, our expectations are pretty low now because The Last Jedi definitely you know, (laughs) set the bar a little bit lower. uh, And we got so excited about The Last Jedi and then we're kind of let down. And, you know, J.J. Abrams coming back as much as, you know, I think we appreciate The Force Awakens. uh, Didn't really offer anything new. And much like you said, it sort of felt like this is the last chance to redeem, you know, the Disney Star Wars sequels. Uh, And I wasn't really sure how I was going to respond to it. And it's funny because the trailer came up uh, on my phone right away uh, and... I watched it and I'm like, oh Jamie, you want to come see this? She goes, "No, you're probably going to watch it 20 times." And I'm thinking to myself, "No. <laughs> There's no way this is going to be that good." And then I literally watched it like 20 times in a row. By the next day, I was still watching it like three or four times when I got home from work. So, "Are you still watching that trailer?" <laughs> I mean, it's got me excited. I don't know if I'm, you know, going to have the faith that this whole series is going to be redeemed, but they pique my interest. I think we see a lot of new stuff in the trailer, especially environments we said that we haven't really seen anything new or fresh. There's some aliens in there that look kind of original, some planets, some giant ice sculptures, cities, (laughs) the sky. We don't even know what that is. But it looks like it could be, you know, the closest we're going to get to a a traditional Star Wars movie out of this trilogy. I was at work.
0: I knew that this was coming up, and I'm just, like, waiting and waiting because I was, you know, getting close to finishing work. And I'm thinking, like, this is going to – Pop as soon as I'm in the car or something on the way home, and I told the the one lady who works in my office that hey, cool, you know, um, as soon as this comes out, I'm gonna be like dropping everything to watch it. So I was waiting, I was waiting, like, all right, cool. So I think I went to the bathroom, I came back, and by the time I got to the bathroom and come back, it was up. And then, of course, this was the moment that the lady in my office decided to start talking to me about some serious life issues. And I'm just kind of like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, oh, that's sad, oh, oh yeah, I'm really sorry about that, mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm, <laughs> and just put my headphones and started watching the trailer because I'm like, shut <laughs> up, Star Wars is here. um But, yeah, I mean, it was it was decent. it Any trailer, I, I mean, look, we got excited in Last Jedi trailers, I think, because that's the job of a trailer is to sell mm-hmm. you the movie. Uh, they're generally epic, Uh, the music is fantastic, Uh, there's a couple of little moments where you're like, wow, that looks awesome, so it's I enjoyed the trailer, but I think, yeah, similar to what you were just saying, I'm going into this very sceptical, just just really not knowing and not having any expectations, I think, and what's... I like about the fact that as soon as I got home, I made Mallory watch it. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That looks pretty all right. Like, she hadn't seen The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi at that point. She has now. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's definitely some exciting things. There's definitely moments you're like, okay, cool. And, I mean, I bought my tickets to the movie, so it worked. But, again, it's Star Wars. I mean, they could <laughs> basically, you know, package the emoji movie and call it Star Wars, the emoji movie. And I'd probably still go see it because it's got <laughs> Star Wars in front of it. So, half
1: of it worked um the weird thing about this whole trilogy is when the force awakens trailer first came out like the first teaser trailer people were like okay that's a teaser trailer But when the full trailer came out everybody was like it doesn't tell you anything about the movie and they really wanted to keep you know everything kind of you know under wraps and it was the first movie at least in this modern era i'd say the first movie in over 20 years that really promoted itself without telling you anything about the story without giving anything away. And people complain so much nowadays, like trailers give everything away and the force awakens did the exact opposite. And then it goes on to make, you know, a couple billion dollars and last Jedi, you know, they reveal a little bit more than that, but it was more or less put together to mislead the audience. Uh, And I would say even the full trailer felt like a teaser. And it's sort of the same thing here. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm, maybe still not as excited as I would be for a regular Star Wars movie is because I feel like even this trailer, this could have easily passed for a teaser trailer. Like we, we the only things we really know about the story is what we can piece together by watching the two trailers together. And so I'm not really sure what we're going to get. That's why I'm I'm getting excited about things like new environments and that, because what else do we have to talk about? I mean, we know the emperor is coming back. I think that's the big thing is that after the the first teaser that was released, we heard the emperor laugh and suddenly was like oh yeah the emperor is going to be a part of this movie but is he going to be a ghost we don't know but there's that one moment where you know you see ray and or maybe it's Ren, and uh you see like what looks like the back of the emperor's hood in some type of elevated walking chair like the darth sidious chair you know from phantom menace walking towards her and now i'm thinking like this could actually be palpatine in the flesh like he really did survive somehow Mm. and i think more than anything that's the thing that i'm most excited about this for as I think anybody at this point is just excited about the Emperor.
0: Yeah, I, for sure. And I think it's, it's, it's interesting how people will complain, as you said, that trailer's so too much now. And yet, then when we get like a trailer, at least, oh, it doesn't show us anything. I, for one, am glad it doesn't show me anything. Because, again, back to my joke about, oh, it's got Star Wars, lap Star Wars on anything, you're going to go see it. I mean, that's the truth. It doesn't matter what this, they could have just showed us two yeah. minutes of. You know, I don't know, Poe doing a poo, uh, and we're gonna go watch it. Like, <laughs> apparently that would be interesting to watch, but I mean, it doesn't matter what they show us, we're gonna get excited. And already in the space of however many days it's been since this trailer's dropped, there's hundreds of reaction videos, hundreds of theory videos, and I've watched a few of them. And it's just, it's interesting to watch each of them with everybody's different take on it, just based on this footage. So, yeah, I think a lot, most of the talk is around the Emperor. I think it's fantastic that you do get that little glimmer of what appears to be the back of him. You know, there's some other great shots around the Emperor, like we see the throne chair, which I believe is a concept art from the Return of the Jedi. There's um, a shot of Kylo and Rey in the room that's uh, the throne room, basically from Return of the Jedi as well. So yeah, there's I mean, there's some great little callbacks there and connections, and I think I think a lot of that. I mean. There's one thing to speculate, and I guess we'll do a proper preview episode of The Rise of Skywalker before we, you know, get to that after we've done all our Star Wars episodes, but it's kind of interesting to think if this was always the plan with bringing the Emperor back or was this kind of something that they had to come up Mm -hmm. with because, you know, what the plan was always to have each of these movies kind of focused around one of our main three in the original trilogy, wasn't it? So Force Awakens was Han's movie, uh, Last Jedi was Luke's movie, and then this was meant to be Leia's movie. And obviously it's a little bit tricky now, given that sadly Carrie Fisher has passed away. So you wonder if kind of they've done this with the Emperor to think like, well, we need some sort of third act that revolves around like the original trilogy or something like that. So, um, But all that aside, I agree with you, the most exciting part of all of this is, is definitely the Emperor. And, and, and Colin, one moment, yeah, honest- there's a there's a little moment in it that I pointed out to you last night Yo, that's also yeah. exciting too. We'll get to that.
1: I, yeah, well, well that's, I, I, it's funny because we've been recording, we're well into recording our Star Wars recaps, uh, we're probably more than a month and a half ahead right now, so we just finished Return of the Jedi, and we had a discussion on there where you're saying like, you know, if Padme comes back in Rise of Skywalker, you're going to be excited, and I kept, no, and Lo and behold, something from the prequels appears in this trailer that got me really excited. We'll, but again, we'll get Natalie to that. Natalie Portman's in it. So paper. The did you stuff, see yeah. her?
0: Did you see Natalie Portman? No. She's actually in the trailer. <laughs> She's, in the trailer.
1: <laughs> She's just turned into that little creature that's plugging into the back of three PO's head. Uh, <laughs> I will not condone. I, a I said of I would Troy accept her more if it was towards. somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, going back to the Emperor thing for a second, like you were saying was this a plan all along i honestly don't think that it's possible because when they came up with the idea for this trilogy i mean george lucas sold them you know story treatments for an entire trilogy he started work there was a finished screenplay that george lucas worked on with michael arndt who despite what people say oh well they ditched all of george lucas ideas i mean even george lucas says you know they he wasn't a fan of The Force Awakens. They still retained enough that the screenwriter, screenwriter George Lucas was working on The Force Awakens with, Michael Arndt, gets a screen credit. So it's not like they abandoned every one of his ideas, but they really did take the story in a different direction. And then the idea that they wanted all these movies to be from a different director, from a different writer, they don't even have like one consistent writer across the board. So I don't even see how it would ever be possible. They may have said, you know, okay, this is where we're going to go with, you know, Kylo Ren and Ray. But as far as like who we're going to bring back, what the climax is going to be, remember, this was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow's movie up until like two years ago or a year, year and a half ago even. So I, I really don't see it as possible, especially when you consider that J.J. Abrams was out of the series, uh, that any of this was the plan from the beginning. And then we know now that they actually brought George Lucas in because they were kind of stumped. How do we tie this all together? I think bringing the Emperor back, it just feels like, that may have been one of George Lucas's contributions, and that's what everybody's getting most excited about. Um, the the one part of the trailer that really has got me speculating because I'm I'm trying to avoid a lot of these you know reactions and uh, analysis. Uh, some of the things that you, some some of the things Ben watches. I'm trying to avoid it. <laughs>
0: the only thing uh, I will read or because, watch. come on now,
1: yeah, exactly. It's not it can't be in a book. <laughs> um, but the it's just the constant, oh, well, it's this is what it's going to be about. Is going to end up being Palpatine's daughter. Like, when I hear stupid theories, I'm like, I just I can't take it. But I mentioned a theory that I had uh, on a past episode. It might have been like our first trailer reaction or something like that. Um, about my theory that the Force literally just finds a host. That if you, you can't eliminate the dark side, you can eliminate the Sith. But then the dark side is going to find somebody new, which in this case would have been Snoke. Um, and... It all kind of ties into that line that Kylo Ren has where, or, or the Snoke has where he talks about Kylo Ren saying, I knew when, you know, Kylo Ren came into power that his equal in the Force would rise up against him. I just didn't realize it would be you. Like he assumed it would be Luke. And that whole idea about, well, the Jedi are gone. The Force has to find some of us because Luke had himself closed off from the Force. So we'll get into that more when we get to the Force Awakens last Jedi recaps in you know a couple of weeks, but. I think that explains how Ray suddenly gets powers and there's something in this trailer where you have Palpatine uh, narrating. And again, I think it's kind of a misleading thing where he says a long time have I waited and now you're coming together. It will be your undoing uh, where they're kind of presenting it as if it's supposed to be all the heroes coming together. Cause they actually have that. You're all now you're coming together when they have everybody in the cockpit, like Finn, Ray, Poe, everybody, but I actually think that's going to be referring to Kylo Ren and Ray. Like, this is going to be they're both racing to the Emperor, either destroy him, join him, or whatever. And that the Emperor himself is just like, you know, I can take all you guys out. Like, the, the, the maybe with Snoke gone, the Force has found its way back to the Emperor or something like that. So we'll we'll see how accurate this is once it comes out. But I just, I think it's interesting that that line where it says, you know, a long time have I waited. Like, he's just been sitting there waiting. Maybe he's been closed off from the Force like Luke was. And then the coming together, I believe, is Ray and Kylo Ren. We see them fighting at one point. Then we see them fighting together. And then we see them basically presented before the Emperor. And the undoing, well, this, maybe it can be both of them against the Emperor. Like, who knows? It's just that seemed to be the most interesting thing in the trailer. And I don't know if you read any theories on that. And any of them have to do with Ray being the Emperor's daughter. Then just keep it to yourself.
0: Um, I, look, there were a couple that were like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm – kind of with you I don't I don't buy into that um but yeah I having sort of in as I mentioned before between watching the trailer and now I've actually rewatched the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi um and you know you, this is a thing with these Disney sequel the sequel trilogy is that you just have so many mixed emotions swelling in your head about certain things and and thoughts and everything and you know I will definitely give the the props here to Disney that, again, as you and I have always talked about, the the good thing about this, or the bad thing, depends on how you look at it, is that we never know what to expect with these movies. At least with the prequels, we knew what we were going to get. You know, it's clear as day what we were going to get. Whereas this, we have no idea. So this is great for speculation and everything. But, you know, it kind of does make you go over a lot of these things connected to this trailer. I, I, for one, believe pretty much everything you said. I think that what we're seeing in this is you know, trying to throw a bit of a red herring where we've got a bit of a fight between Kylo and Rey and kind of then they're brought together in front of the Emperor. And, I, yeah, I think sort of, you know, I've brought you here or, you know, it's all been leading to this. I think my, I I'm, I buy into these series where, you know, he's kind of been lying dormant for a long time and he's just using the Force to drag them to the Death Star wreckage and here he is trying to get them and come back and survive and something along those lines. And hopefully we'll get an explanation of what Snoke was or who Snoke was and all this sort of stuff to kind of, you know connected all together i for one and again i'm sure we're going to get a lot more into this in our preview episode about what we believe is going to happen but i think kind of just what we see in this trailer with kylo and ray as well is there's that one shot where they're clearly they're destroying like vader's pedestal with the helmet on it um it actually looks like they're destroying it together so and i think that room where it's kind of like very white and bright and everything a lot of what i've seen and read and i kind of I was thinking it too, was like, that's probably more of a vision, not really like an actual location, because it looks too fresh and new to be something on the desk though. Yeah. Um, so I, I, for one, am, I'm on the theory that they're going to team up to defeat the Emperor. I think that um, and we're about to, to date kind of this episode in a way, like, yeah, we've only just released Revenge of the Sith, but we're about to start recording The Force Awakens, and I'm going to talk a lot about my love for Kylo Ren. I think he's a fantastic character. So I think kind of this whole arc <laughs> around him, is kind of this unique way of getting him to turn to the light side. It's kind of very much like Anakin in the prequels, but the opposite. So I think kind of that's what Mm -hmm. we're going to get in this movie. And this is going to be a big team up between him and Ray. So that's kind of what I'm buying from a lot of this emperor stuff. Um, And like that shot where you've got like the emperor on the spidey legs things um, kind of like uh, walking towards Ray I think, like, is really cool, and I'm, you know, expecting Kylo to show up, and I love that shot of Kylo Ren when he walks through the waves with the lightsaber, and kind of, you know, you just got that shot of the water crashing around the Death Star wreckage, so, yeah, I think, look, of all the Disney sequel trilogy, the the thing that I love the most is the Kylo stuff, I like the Kylo and Ren dynamic, that was one of the positives I liked in The Last Jedi, particularly rewatching it this week, um, and I think probably a lot of fans agree that that's the best stuff in the sequel trilogy. So, um, that to me is the best stuff I liked in this trailer. And that's the stuff that I'm looking forward to most seeing resolved and how it turns out.
1: And really, we don't get anything with the new characters in mm. here. Like, we, st- I don't think we've seen anything on Matt Smith's character yet. There is one shot where you see Dominic Monaghan in the background. Oh, which um, is great. You probably wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry. It is. I got but so even excited. more exciting. And I. I Uh, even, even more exciting. And you'd only know this if you've seen any of like the, uh, the action figures that have been released, but Carrie Russell, who's, Mm. uh, her character is in that three PO scene where he's saying goodbye to his friends. She's the one who's wearing a helmet and full costume. Like you can't tell it's her, but that's supposed to be her character. She's supposed to be like a bounty hunter or some type of warrior or something like that. But I knew that was her character and it just got me so excited because like the Americans is one of my all time favorite shows. And, and uh, you know, just knowing that we're going to get, like, some of these actors, <laughs> uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe a step ahead of Felicity. <laughs> Not much, right? <laughs> but uh, it's just exciting to know that, like, these aren't just going to be, like, the Laura Dern thing was a huge letdown, let's be yeah. honest. We knew she was going to have this role in Star Wars. She was there. She didn't really interact with many people. Her role made no sense whatsoever. Uh, this time around, like, we we have them in the background, mixing it up with other characters, uh, obviously in more prominent roles, but yet we don't know anything about them. And it's kind of weird in going through the, this trailer compared to the first two, because I felt like, and I'm sure we'll get into it a lot when we get to The Force Awakens and Last Jedi, I feel like they spent so much time promoting to the audience like this nostalgia of the classic characters, Han, Leia, Luke, and even we can get into the, the billing too. Like it's sort of been, uh, released this week that Carrie Fisher is going to get top billing in this movie, which I'm all for showing somebody respect. But I mean, she, she died before this movie, before the last movie was even released and they're reusing footage. You know, it's nice to do that, but we're going on three movies now where Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher got top billing in The Force Awakens. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher got top billing in uh last jedi and now you're probably gonna have carrie fisher and mark hamill having top billing in this movie despite none of these being the main characters like they've made the right decision from the beginning that this trilogy is about the new characters but there's something in the fact that these movies are keeping promoted around the nostalgia of these old characters it's all all about we're seeing han again it's all about the millennium falcon it's all about luke is back in the last jedi and they don't really have that luxury this time so we're getting so much in this trailer of it being Ray's story and Poe and Finn and Kylo Ren. But one of the reasons I think none of these characters have resonated the same way as even some of the prequel characters did you know, as you know, divided as audiences were on that, they still, they knew these characters and they cared a little bit more about the Anakin, Obi-Wan Padme characters. Uh, maybe not Jar Jar, but Mace Windu. Uh <laughs> And I don't think we can have that because there's just been so much focus on the original actors that, these people have taken a backseat. And so it was kind of nice in this trailer to at least see, you know, these characters are going to finally get their chance to shine, even if they haven't really had to battle on screen. They still have to battle in terms of, like, getting an audience to, behind these characters.
0: And I agree completely, and I think kind of, back to my point about why Kylo uh, to me is so great, is I feel we get him fleshed out the most, and he's just such a great character. And even Rey, uh I mean, look, I'm indifferent on Ray, but, like, of the new non-evil characters, she's Probably my favorite in terms of the one that we get the most. Because, like, I think a problem a lot with these, and again, we're not trying to sit here and shit all over the sequels, you know, where we talk about the trailer. Listen to our sequel episode soon where we'll shit all over them then. But, yeah, like you're talking about sort of bringing that nostalgia factor with the older actors, is, you know, each of the trilogies before this kind of focused on a core three. Obviously, with the prequels, we had Padme, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, and then we had Leia, Han, and Luke in the originals. This one, they kind of juggled a core three with the nostalgic three, and it kind of gets lost a lot. And that's when you're saying, like, you don't connect with these characters, I feel, as much. Um, To connect with Kylo the most is kind of an odd thing, I think. Um, And even then, kind of, because he's got that connection with Han and, and Leia... It's it's Finn, like for example, like it's it's I like that shot of Finn in this trailer where he's like on the Death Star actually kind of same similar point of the movie when Kylo and Ray are fighting. Because like Finn just rewatching The Force Awakens this week like Finn is I really enjoyed Finn in The Force Awakens you know? I'm like, hey cool, like Finn's oh, actually a unique character. Great. Like he's great. Like this is a I love I love the idea of a stormtrooper becoming good. But then the last Jedi happened mm-hmm. and it was like Yeah what was Finn doing in it? Like, what, what's his purpose? Um, and Poe's kind mm-hmm. of just, like, I've never gotten a huge deal. Like, some people absolutely love Poe. I don't dislike Poe. I think Poe's fine. He's a good-looking dude. Um, he's got some charisma. Yeah, he's- is it, is
1: it Poe Dameron's beautiful face? <laughs> Poe Dameron's beautiful face. It's
0: that simple. But, again, it's just kind of just the storyline he's involved in The Last Jedi just makes you angry. Um, so (laughs) that's where it's kind of odd where, as you said, like connecting with these characters, because that's where Ray stands out because Ray has a frustrations as well. Like, why is Ray so good at everything? Like, for God's sakes, like, it's just kind of, it's frustrating, Mm. but at least you've got that interest and they've kind of kept that same level of Ray's storyline for the most part with Kylo across the first two movies. So, um, I, I loved the Dominic Monaghan flash because... You know, huge Lost fan. I love Dominic Monaghan, and that's coming from a non-Lord of the Rings fan. I like him from Lost. Um, and also, he was in an Australian TV series recently, which wasn't well-received, but I thought it was, like, you know, cheap fun. It was just a basic show, but I kind of enjoyed him in that. Um, if we get one flash of Rose, ugh. <laughs> um, yes, I'm a Rose hater, but just, oh, God, why is she back? But, um, and Lando, like, I mean, the nostalgia factor, I love how like the Lando scene is basically the same scene we saw in the first teaser, although there's like a long shot of him yeah. with all the resistance fighters, but, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with what I'm trying to say here, but, um, anyway, Lando, hello, Lando, Chewie,
1: Chewie's there, Chewie looks great. Chewie? <laughs> Chewie looks younger than he did in the last couple movies, I he like he doesn't do. age.
0: Hopefully think has more to do this movie than the last movie. <laughs> Are the porgs? Are the porgs back? Are the porgs back in the Millennium Falcon? Um, they've got to have at least one porg, I oh, imagine. Porgs. What a,
1: the best thing about the Last Jedi? Porgs. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, we don't have a lot to talk about in this trailer. I mean, it's an exciting trailer, but like we've seen a lot of this already, and there's not much story there. But just kind of along with what you're saying about the the, you know, the new characters are introduced in the new trilogy. Like, I agree with you. I think that Ray is – the first time I saw the movie, I didn't really get the Ray character. The second time I saw him, like, Ray's great. And every time I see the movie – we just covered a couple weeks ago uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And I think I mentioned on that episode that I didn't really get the TX, like how good the TX was as a villain until I saw the movie more and more and saw a lot of the subtleties. And I think that's kind of what I appreciate about Ray because Ray is – it would be a very difficult character to play and to write. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where I'll give a ton of credit to Daisy Ridley, because I mean, JJ Abrams has famously said, you know, her first day of filming was so bad. They couldn't use any of the footage. And yet he saw something in the audition that they just weren't getting out of filming. And he had to kind of like pump her up a little bit and say, you know, yeah, you're missing a couple things here. Let's work on this. But she has no character. Like she has no background. She has, she says a few things about, Oh yeah, you know, my family or whatever in the force awakens, but yet, the audience is kind of revealed to them. It's like, she may just be imagining this. Like we really know nothing more about her by the end of the last Jedi as we do at the beginning. And I, for one kind of like the idea of, Oh, she came from nothing. I think that's appropriate. More discussion for the last Jedi episode in a few weeks. But um it's, it's amazing that her character has gone over so well when you consider there is nothing there. And, you know, with Finn and Poe, I mean, Let's be honest, the, the hands were tied. The most brilliant thing in The Force Awakens was the decision to save Luke for the end mm-hmm. and have Ray just reveal him. The worst thing for The Last Jedi was that they they tied their hands by having that as the end of The Force Awakens. They guaranteed that the next movie had to start five minutes later, essentially. Or let's just even, for argument's sake, say a day later. And because of that, you can't go anywhere with these characters. They are exactly where they were at the end of the last movie. And in the case of somebody like, Finn or Poe, there's nothing new to offer. Because you there's they're they're just literally still in the middle of it. Finn's waking up from (laughs) a little nap. And I think when we did our last Jedi um episode, our reviews on The Last Jedi, both the spoiler and spoiler-free, uh, I mentioned that the ending of The Last Jedi had me excited that they had this opportunity to take like a massive jump where we could wait ten years. Before Rise of Skywalker take place, and I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't do that because sometimes you do have to look at timelines. You know, you, you, the original trilogy, you know that there's like four years that separate those three movies. Uh, you know that there's even more than that it separates the prequels, and the fact that these movies that they've said that this is only going to take place like a year later, like I just think there's so much more you uh, like presenting a fresh universe and saying, look at what's happened to the galaxy. After 10 years of no government, of no rule, of basically, you know, t- two factions, terrorists and, you know, uh, r- rebels fighting against each other and just present a completely lawless society and all the characters would get a fresh reboot. And I don't really know if there's going to be an opportunity to do that. So I think that's where even though I'm excited to see where they can go with Finn and Poe and even Ray, do they have enough of a gap to create anything new in this story?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think, um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think that a lot of the problems in The Last Jedi came from the fact that this movie was taking place immediately after The Force Awakens. Um, but, I, yeah, I agree with you. And I think another problem that has presented itself in this sequel trilogy is this world building where, you know, we have, like, the First Order and the Resistance, but I just... It's, it's still problematic to me because I feel with such a 30-year gap between The Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, there's just so many things missing in terms of, well, why after the Empire is defeated do we basically have the same situation 30 years ago but just with people with different names? And it's kind of, it's just like this odd yeah. vibe of this galaxy and this world around it and why, it's just it's just odd. And like, well, again, we'll get to that, like, I, so many issues around that. So I think kind of it would have been good to have this larger gap between them because you know there is a shot there with the resistance where like they've got like a whole army like didn't we only have like 10 people left at the end of the last jedi um exactly to broom kids like all of a sudden rock up and get their brooms and shit like i don't know so yeah i mean jump on their horse yeah Well, don't talk to me about horses. I mean, God, weren't they bad enough in the last movie and they're back? (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ, I know they're different, but again, we don't want to see these animals that they're riding. Like, (laughs) bring back the weird lizard thing from uh, Revenge of the Sith that Obi-Wan rides. Bring that back. (laughs) Um, But again, like, this is... Here's the Oz Network going again, defending the prequels. Like, for all the complaints around <laughs> politics and the Senate and everything, at least you built a world where you understood where this was coming from. Yeah. We literally get one scene in The Force Awakens like, oh, well, we we'll destroy the Republic. We're evil. It's like, oh, jeez, look at them evil bastards. So, I mean, I guess in, the, in know, defense it's... of that, though, we get that in the original trilogy, though, when they're like, we've destroyed the Senate, so let's
1: move on. So, in all fairness. Well, no way. I... Uh, just just getting around to that, I think we talk about a little bit when we get to our New Hope episode is that, uh, you know, there's more there's more politics discussion in that one scene of politics than either of us really remembered. And I think the biggest difference is you, when you look at A New Hope, you have a war between the Empire and the rebels. And as a kid and even as an adult, I watched those movies and just assumed, you know, the rebels are just this group and everybody loves them. And we never really are presented that entire trilogy of what is the common person view? How do they view this? But at least we had that one scene that sets up. There is a Senate, you know, there is politics here. You have to dissolve it. You have to have order, but we never see anything else. And I think that there'd be a great opportunity in this movie to not just tell it from the point of view of the two sides warring against each other, because what is the resistance to not Broomboy, but you know, some random guy on dantooine you know Good point. uh do people view do they view the resistance w- resistance you know uh with uh you know the same type of uh fear that they view because let's think about this if this was a civil war going on in in our world like if winnipeg was suddenly decided d- divided by two groups won the first order and won the resistance i mean i'd be afraid of both of them you know yeah and i think it would be fun to have that because they end the last movie with nobody's coming for us and there's one moment which I think Poe has in this trailer where he says you know people have heard our message they will come to help us fight and I think that's kind of what I want to see I want to see that we'll actually see how other people would side with the resistance because really if you're not in the inner mixings you don't know one side from the other
0: yeah completely agree I think that's a very good point Um, but I think again I'm going to talk about something in this trailer we've got like six hours, seven hours, ten hours to come on The, the Last Jedi and The Force Awakens <sighs> to get all these out in the air. But um, like at the end of The Last Jedi, when they're basically referring to themselves as a rebellion again, like why do they need to refer to themselves as the First Order and the Resistance? Like There's no reason. They Just keep yeah. calling yourself. But I think tying that into it, though, one of the theories that I did read or see was that with the Emperor returning... You know, he's very anti-First Order. He's like, what have you done? Like, this isn't the Empire. Stop pretending to be the Empire. I'm back to put the Empire back where it should be. So that's kind of where... I like that idea. I think that would work and make sense where you can then take over why you've got a first order instead of the empire. And then another theory is kind of like with Kylo Ren possibly teaming up with Rey, maybe the first order and resistance will work together to, to defeat the empire and then finally bring true peace yeah. to the galaxy. It's like I like that idea. I think that works and I think that's a great way of tying up these movies. And one thing I'll say on a positive side, I think not to be just Mr. Negative Nelly all the time, is that we've just as you said, we just finished the return of the Jedi. And I talked in that about how so far, at this point in Star Wars, generally the third movie has always been my personal favorite. So I think that mm-hmm. gives me, and I hate using this word because it is so overused in Star Wars, hope that we. <laughs> Seriously, the amount of times I say hope in The Last Jedi, you don't realize it. You're like, oh my God, shut up with the word hope. Uh... I thought you were going to say stunning. Use <laughs> stunning more. Bring back stunning. Hashtag bring back stunning. <laughs> But so that gives me some you know good hope that this will be good. Um, and like like you're talking about how Poe has that line in the trailer. There's that epic scene of like all the the rebel ships basically together in that one shot. and I know you watched Star Wars Rebels and some of the other sort of cartoon ones. But like a lot of people are excited that in that shot where you've got like the Millennium Falcon and all the rebel ships, you see like ships from rebels and other sort of canon Star mm. Wars. There's a shot of a, a Y-wing in one of the the shots, uh, which is fantastic. So I, I kind of like this idea. And let's talk about it now. Yeah, well, we will. But I just I was going to say I like talking about the, this idea where all these people are hearing the resistance message and here they're returning with old ships from the old rebellion. So like, as much as I'm saying, I think it's dumb that you've got a resistance and a first order rather than the empire and rebellion. This is a cool little thing where maybe it's like, we've got to put everything that we've got. Let's get all these old ships from Yavin and Endor and all this sort of stuff and bring them all together for an epic fight.
1: And if I had to count how many times I've seen this trailer, I mean, it's probably 30 to 40 times at this point. This is just since, what in the last three days? Colin didn't um, vote. And he just literally watched his trailer. I, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know who uh, I voted the for an earlier trailer. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting. I, I haven't stopped watching the trailer. I can't even look at the news feed. But uh, like you said, you had messaged me. Uh, I, I woke up really early this morning. The first thing I saw was, you know, the, this this figure talking about of a battle droid. I'm like, what? And then you show me the picture and in the, the shot you have to look closely to see it. But in the shot where C3 people saying, you know, saying goodbye to my friends or whatever uh, on the right hand side of the screen in the background, you see a battle droid like prequel era Trade Federation battle droid just sort of hanging on the wall. Now, maybe it's going to be, you know, just some background thing like, oh, let's throw some fun things in there, you know, from all the movies. Because even the, the original movies, they would throw little things like that, you know, the Easter eggs for the audience to pick up on. But now this idea that everybody is joining it, like you said, my, probably my two favorite shots in this trailer, as far as like action shots, uh, is the, the mm. one where you see that, I don't know if you call it a diamond or uh, ice city or whatever, mm. and you see the reflection in the water of the sky just looks incredible and then that shot of all the ships just together like more ships than you've ever seen lining up and it would be a fun idea that, that like everybody just sort of comes you know what we have to come together they've spent a year just getting the word out we need as many people as possible we need you to make contact with us and then everybody just sort of shows up and maybe it is the first order fighting or there or maybe there will be somebody's like i've uh you know uh, got a couple of these old, you know, battle droids from the Clone Wars days. Would you like <laughs> me to reprogram them, sir? And that, maybe that's what 3PO is doing. 3PO is putting himself into the battle droids and we'll get a battle droid army. I, mean, I, I don't see that as being unrealistic. I think it would be fun one way or the other, but if it's part of the story, that was great. But yeah, the battle. We, now we have, you know, more prequel stuff in there. And I think that's what we both wanted. We don't want this to just be sequels to the originals. Whether you love or hate the the prequels, you got to acknowledge they're part of the story. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody out there who just absolutely hates everything about the prequels. Cause even the people who hate the Phantom Menace most will be like, Oh, you know, I love the pod race. I love Darth Maul. I love the lightsaber battle. I mean, that's still more than, you know, <laughs> most people love about the last Jedi. Uh, and it's got to be even more for the other movies. So we're going to get some stuff like that. And they've sort of promised from the beginning, this movie is is not just going to be the conclusion of this trilogy. It is meant to be the conclusion of all nine movies. They have said very specifically all nine movies. So I I wouldn't be surprised if we see not just Easter eggs, but actual real things that tie in, maybe cameo characters that'll tie in from the very beginning and sort of make this, you know, the, the, the nine saga conclusion that it really needs to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. And that's one thing going back to my point about being excited about this one, you know, particularly the third act, all this sort of stuff is, yeah, I love all of that announcement that this will tie it all up. And like we get that line here, the saga will end. Um, so mm-hmm. until Disney releases more in about 12 years. So um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's very exciting. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think about the fact that they could literally use a battle droid. I just honestly thought this was just going to be a scene of them in like some sort of junkyard. And there's just a battle droid in the background for an Easter egg. Cause I think we talked a lot in um, back in The Force Awakens I think when we did Some stuff with that That you know it's, it's almost like They just completely Forgot the prequels But there's actually A few more references In the the sequel ones In watching them This week than I remember And there's like, Particularly like There's that one shot When they go to When Han and that Go to see Moz For the first time And you've got that Statue of Moz Like with her arms up All the mm-hmm. flags around her There are actually Like meant to be From yeah. around the And there's one From like Anakin's pod Like when C-3PO Was like carrying it out Yeah So like little r- Little things like that are cool. So, So, yeah, I I kind of just assumed this would be just in a junkyard. There's a battle droid in the background, but it's a cool little reference because, I I mean, we talked (laughs) about this. I love the battle droids. (laughs) I fucking love battle (laughs) droids. Uh, So I think that's great. But, yeah, I mean, again, we're going to talk a lot of length about sort of theories and things that we hope for. God, I said the word again. Jesus, hope. It's it's, it's catching on. (laughs) Stop it. Get it out of my (laughs) head. Um, We'll do that in our preview episode. But, I mean, my biggest one, and I've said this, on these episodes I will lose my shit if there's a Hayden Christensen cameo like I, I will lose it I will stand up oh, and yeah.
1: yeah woo!
0: Like, I will, just, <laughs> yeah. I will lose it um but I think <laughs> yeah, going on to your like the favorite shots in the trailer yeah that shot of the ice planet asteroid thing is fantastic I love the ocean stuff as I said before kind of like the waves crashing on the desert star thing the opening stuff too with the jungle um that gets me excited is that Endor that looks like it could be Endor so that is kind of exciting. I mean, it looks like she's training because she's got, like, the blaster helmet and you can see, like, one of those little blasty droids kind of following her. Yeah. So, but, like, is that Endor? Like, that would be it's really a cool. Scene. Yeah. Like, because we haven't really seen them visit um, previous planets in this trilogy, have we? So it's kind mm-hmm. of, that would be cool to kind of get a flash of Endor. Uh, so I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, and, like, one of my favorite shots was at the um, the Disney, the, was it the, that It wasn't wasn't a trailer. It was just kind of they released the footage at that Disney panel uh, like a month or so ago. And there's that one shot where you see, like, all the Imperial Star Destroyers, like, in the flash of lightning. And there's just, like, a whole group of um, Star Destroyers. Like, that shot was, like, so awesome. Um, So, like, I love that shot where you see the Star Destroyer rising from the ground or the water, whatever it is. And that's when you've got, like, the Emperor saying, like, oh, this is my plan all along or something like that. So... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some great shots. And can we just also talk about the, the music? Like, goddamn Star Wars gives you some feels, doesn't it, when they oh. do music? Like, just, I found already, of course, there's already people out there who just released the trailer music without any other sounds in it. Just gives you goosebumps. Like, Jesus Christ, John mm. Williams, marry me. <laughs> I'm like, <you> are, <laughs> I just want you to marry me and play music to me all day. That's all I want.
1: Um. Yeah. The the music, especially when it when it kicks in halfway through, and you get like the dun 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 dun, dun but you get it like slowed down and emotional. Like I've never heard that music presented that way before. Mm. And it doesn't even matter what the images are. Like the music itself, like you said, it's goosebumps. Like there were a couple times I felt like, oh man, am I gonna like break down in tears? Yeah. Like this is so powerful. Yep. yep. No, it's exactly. <laughs> but that's kind of when you get excited about it. Yeah. And and like. We already know this is going to be John Williams' last Star Wars movie, maybe his last movie, period. I mean, he's. Don't say, long don't past kill, kill John Manage, Williams. But, we
0: killed Roger Moore. That's enough. Oh, don't kill sorry. John Williams.
1: <laughs> Probably happened before you could upload this. Oh. Oh, I apologize. Sorry, John. Um, The uh, the training thing, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because that's kind of how it's introduced. And I said it's like the Tomb Raider sequence. It really did, for me, feel like this was Tomb Raider. Um, you know, just a lot of jumping, running through the jungle, training. But. When you go to you know what the original idea was, or at least what is known, the script that George Lucas and Michael Arndt were working on, you know the characters were different, but there was a character that evolved into evolved to Finn. Except in the original story, they knew each other from the beginning, and they were kind of scavengers of all these relics of the 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 Civil War, like the original trilogy war, and they were going to be exploring a lot of these environments, what would happen to it later, which is why it's cool that we're getting things like, you know, the weapon of the Death Star crashed on a planet or, you know, who knows how much, and if it is Endor, because that was sort of the, the idea that I think uh, at one point, um, I even read that the, the movie was going to open with what ended up being the Ray character, and what ended up being the Finn character. And they were on cloud city looking for Luke's lightsaber. And there would be a lot of stuff, which they did retain some of that of Ray on like the, the, the trash star destroyer, just sort of, Picking pieces of junk, except it was going to be more looking for actual relics and everything, uh, like a Tomb Raider. And uh, I never even thought of, I mean, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder what planet this is. I didn't really think it could be Endor just because the Death Star stuff we're seeing uh, is obviously a different planet. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's in the middle of the ocean and it's different there. But uh, let's be honest, if the Death Star blows up, it could have been floating in space for 60 years before it landed on some other planet. But if that is Endor, I mean, how great would it be if, if, you know, this movie opens and Ray is just on Endor or looking for something like that. And they're, they're sort of tying into what the original idea of that character was. And we get to see these classic environments and we get to see, you know, real training sequences. I'm still wondering how the shot in that first trailer fits in though, because I don't think we see a lot of desert stuff where, where she's dodging that, that massive flip in the air from the the teaser trailer of the, the tie fighter that's chasing her. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to see anything in this trailer that that connects to that. I just hope a lot of this stuff doesn't end up being, oh, it's another vision and it's another vision. You know, like the, we already said the red ray eyes from the teaser would probably just be some type of vision. And like you're saying, the the Darth Vader sculptor or whatever being shattered, that's going to be a vision. If just everything we're seeing in this trailer just all ends up being imaginary, then I'll be disappointed.
0: I think that the desert where she flips over the TIE fighter, that... To me, is that maybe going to be the planet where, um you know, when they're all on that sort of thing it looks like from The Return of the Jedi when they're throwing the yellow firework things up into the sky?
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah I think that looks like it'll be all connected in that. But, um you know, I agree with you. I think kind of the vision thing would be disappointing. But um can we also just talk about too... Um, Obviously, I mean, Luke's going to appear in this in some form or another probably as a Force ghost because, you know, we hear some talking from Luke in this movie. There's a bit of – from I mean, you've already touched on Leia, which I just don't – how is this going to be I, – I don't know how they're going to use, like, recycled footage from the first two to, like, put her in this. It's – yeah, it's going to be strange, but I guess they're going to make it work.
1: Like, well, I mean, l- the shot we see, to me, looks like it is just an alternate take of – you know, they they probably did four or five takes of the shot where mm. Ray comes back and Leia hugs her, not Chewy. But I think I swear Leia's wearing the same clothes she wore in the Force Awakens there, so it's just the same shot, you know, presented from a different take. But I don't know how much of this is gonna end up happening. Like I've heard that there were some deleted scenes, deleted lines here and there from the original movies, some behind the scenes footage where they just had cameras rolling on set and they're gonna use that in a certain way. Like we really don't know, but they've they've made a point to include Leia. they would never have released it from the beginning saying this is going to be you know we're going to find a way to put Carrie Fisher in this movie they never would give her top billing if there wasn't some way that there's a significant role in here and it may be five minutes of screen time but I feel like there has to be a real role and if it just ends up being she's in the opening scene and gets killed off well people are going to hate them for that too Mm. like I, I want her to maybe be a character where she disappears much like Luke did you know And then maybe at the end of the movie, she pops up. Or let's say she died in the last year and she's a force ghost now. Like, who knows what it's going to be. But I think it needs to be something significant. I'm just kind of disappointed of all the, you know, the things that they could show us. Because they are making a point to show us Leia in the trailer. It is very clearly just a recycled shot from The Force Awakens. It may not even be in the movie. But we do get that moment at the end, like you said, where Luke says, the force will be with you. And then they pause and you hear Leia saying the always. So yeah. I mean, hopefully it's going, be, it's going to be something significant. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree
0: with everything you said. And like, look, you know, it's it's obviously very sad that Carrie died, and we we can't sort of get this movie being Leia's movie, as I was saying, how they kind of want each to have their own little movie. But I mean, look, I'm there's there's a few occasions in the Last Jedi where we can easily say, like, well, why didn't they just kill her off there? And, like, we would have all understood because, sadly, Carrie's no longer with us, so that would have made sense. But clearly, that wasn't on the grand scheme of things. And and for the most part, I'm actually re-watching it again this week. I'm kind of glad they didn't because I like the layer stuff that we get. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, too... Um, about the Force Ghost side of things, because, I mean, we, we saw Mary Poppins' layer. We're clearly seeing that they've added a little bit of Forceness to her, so it would make sense. I, I for one, and again, this is a discussion for our proper preview episode, but if they're closing all of this off, we're going to have some cameos. And this, Is Han Solo going to have an appearance? I know Han doesn't have the Force, so Han, as a Force Ghost, doesn't really make sense, but, hey, it'd be cool. And I don't know if Harrison Ford would be up for it. Maybe he's, he's done with it finally, but I don't his know. picture... His picture on Leia's wall or something like that. You know, I read something the other day, actually, about um, Star Wars. Have we ever seen, like, an actual photo in Star Wars? Are photos invented
1: in the world of Star Wars? (laughs) Yeah, like, they could have anything. They could have a hologram picture or something like that. Like, yeah, how how do they remember these people? Because it was, uh, I
0: think I was watching the Everything Wrong with Last Jedi one, and it's when Poe talks about laura dern's character and it's like oh is that the the famous you know the one who battled in this and then kind of the narrator's like does no one ever know what anyone looks like in this universe like it's like a photo is not invented exactly and they kind of clicked you're like yeah you've never seen a photo in star wars Like in harry potter they have those kind of movable photos don't they whereas like <laughs> maybe that's because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far far away
1: that's one thing we've got over star wars <laughs> universe they've never invented the photo they, they they barely invented books. I mean, the only books we saw were in Luke's library in Last Jedi and those were ancient. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I guess like,
0: I, I, one person I talked to during the week, a big Star Wars fan, he said, this is the best Star Wars trailer I've ever seen. And look, I think Star Wars trailers are always epic. It doesn't matter. Like go back and watch any, like go watch the prequels and the prequels had some great trailers as well. Um, so like this is, again, as I said before, it's doing its job. It's getting you excited. I, I've maybe not watched it 20 times, but I've definitely watched it a bunch. And I think this is going to be this is a feel uh, trailer for the big screen too. I'm hoping when we go to see Terminator next week that they attach it. Um, now that what Fox is Terminator, isn't it? Now the Disney owned Fox or is uh, Terminator yep. different? So I mean, it could be attached to it. Um, one thing, can I also just point out little side facts for us as Bond fans? It's rumored that the No Time to Die trailer will be attached to Star Wars. So are we just going to get up and walk out after we see the Bond trailer?
1: Oh well, yeah. Saw no Time to Die trailer, time to leave. Main event came early. Yeah, uh, and you bought
0: your tickets. You bought no, your tickets
1: already? Did you? I did. Yeah. Um. With with the previous two movies too, I I didn't buy them. Like they go on sale the night of, but I'm not gonna you know call around and see who wants to go. So I usually wait until the next morning. Um. Th- we have so many theaters here in Winnipeg that you know I didn't really worry about it selling out. But they have like the two first showings, seven o'clock uh, showings of the theater I'm going to be going to that's closest to my house. Uh, it's on two screens for seven o'clock. And the first one was sold out by the next morning. And the other one had only, you know, I don't know, 23 seats left or something like that. So I didn't want to miss it. Like, it's one of these things where it's like, I want to be there. I'm always there for the the first day or first showings. But I didn't want to be there for the second showing, you know, I'm like, I don't want to wait for 7.15. I want to get in for the 7 p.m. So I uh, was kind of frantically, you know, uh, texting my brother, texting my sister to see if my nephews wanted to come uh sort of got responses back didn't get a response back from my brother so i'm like okay i'm just buying eight tickets which is like the max you can buy i'm like and if he can't go then just let me know and i'll have no problems getting rid of it well he's not (laughs) able to go to that show so uh you know bring casper along with us um but uh we i still have one extra ticket so anybody in winnipeg (laughs) who wants to go to the 7 p.m show at saint patel silver city uh i've got one extra ticket with your name on it just make sure you're paying me the 17 dollars it cost me See, it's funny here because um obviously this is the first time i'm
0: going to be uh, not in hobart for one of the any of the star wars movies actually um uh, mm-hmm. oh no i saw solo in brisbane so anyway but uh, i'm obviously here in shitty old invercargill in new zealand so uh the first disappointment that i had no midnight screenings here so i've seen the last two midnight screenings so i'm so sad uh, and then, of course, on that Thursday, um, I've got to work because that's the last day I will work before I fly back to Australia for Christmas. So, I've looked at all the timings. I've gone, oh, I really want to go see the 10 a.m. one, but, you know, fucking work. So, I've gone and booked for the 6 p.m. one. We've only got one cinema in Invercargill and... If anything is to go by when I went and saw the goddamn Lion King that people paid to see that crowd, I guess I did too, so I can't talk. But so anyway, I was basically the first one to book on the 6 p.m. session because when it comes up with the map of like, seats, no one had booked yet. So I got perfect yeah. seat selection. <laughs> I didn't even text Mallory to say, like, hey, should I book this? I just booked them, and then I sent her a screenshot, and I'm like, guess what I just did? <laughs> like, we're going to see Star Wars, and we we're going to get up the next morning like 3 o'clock to catch a plane. So I'm like, don't care. We're seeing it. And then I'll end up going to see it again, no doubt, when I'm back in Hobart. Which is funny, because Noah might be coming back home to Hobart for Christmas. And the funniest thing is, when we went and saw The Last Jedi, we looked at each other and said, in two years' time, we are not going to be in Hobart watching this movie. We're going to be living elsewhere. We're sick of Hobart. We're leaving. And look, look, the Force (laughs) brings us together again. The Emperor's correct. I've been waiting for you two. Uh, So there you go.
1: You know, funny enough, when I was lining up the tickets, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm just going to buy it. And I, my brother had asked me, I texted him and I, he asked me, it's like, well, what day and what time is it showing? So I'm like, oh, it's on the 19th at 7 p.m. And then I was just sort of waiting and waiting. And like five minutes later, I'm like, you know, I'm just buying it. If you can't go, it's fine. It's, well, I actually you can't go that night, but it's like, I'll catch it on one of your many rewatches, which is, <laughs> I'm notorious. For, like, I'll see Star Wars movies over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I guarantee there's no way I'm not gonna see this multiple times. I'm like, I saw The Last Jedi four times when it was in theaters. And he goes, if you're willing to dedicate yourself that much to a bad Star Wars movie, I'm sure that we'll have another opportunity here. How many, time, how many times did you see the Phantom <laughs> I, Menace
0: again, Colin? Just tell our listeners again.
1: If if you add up through the two re-releases, it's 26 times. There you go, people. That's now now dedication. again, just, just before I sound <laughs> just before I sound completely crazy, I did live across the street from like our discount movie theater where you could go for a dollar 50 in the afternoon uh obviously I was too young to see the originals when they were in theaters the special editions were only in theaters for a few weeks so i saw them like once and then like rogue one and solo i only saw one time but like my all-time low was four times for last jedi and each time i saw it i'm like you know it gets slightly better it gets a little bit better i'm like but still i've got to see it in star wars so pretty i mean we could probably yeah, sorry, I was going to say I'm pretty sure. Well, I was going to No, you go. Yeah, you go, we could dedicate like <laughs> two months of coverage. No, okay. I, no, no, I already
0: no, did, no, no, so, no, 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 no. Okay. Um I I think Phantom Menace was the first one movie I've seen in my entire life more than once in the movies. I only saw that twice. I saw all the prequels twice. Um Rogue One and Solo I only saw once. Force Awakens, I'm pretty sure I saw three times, which is my equal most ever seeing a movie at the cinemas. And then, yeah, Last year I saw at least twice. So I've already... Mallory knows 100% that I will be seeing this at least twice, no matter what happens. We'll see it the night before we go. And then I've said when we're back in Hobart, whether Noah's there or not, I'll go see it with my dad. Um, But depending how it is, I might might break my record this time, Colin. I've never gone to a movie more than four times. So uh, three times, I should say. Uh, So I believe from off the top of my head, Force Awakens, The Day After Tomorrow... I think I saw Spectre three times at the movies. I can't remember. And also technically you would say that I've seen um, Phantom Menace three times because I saw it twice when it was released and then I went and saw it at the 3D. So when it was
1: re-released. So yeah, technically. Technically. Oh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World I saw three times. It used to be so common for me when I was younger and I had time, you know. It used to be so common for me, especially living so close to like the cheap movie theater to see things. Four or five times, um, especially during like summer break where you got nothing better to do. But you know, as an adult, I'd say over the last like five years or so, outside of Star Wars movies, I think Star Wars and Mission Impossible movies are the only ones where I've seen at least three times. Not even, bomb. Uh, but it's basically a guarantee I'll always see those ones multiple times. Uh, well, no, I I did see Spe- I saw Skyfall three times. I saw Spectre twice. Right. So. Yeah, you know, the good Bond movies as well. Can I just
0: quickly add as well... We're going to have a lot to talk about. Before we get to the end of this, um, I love the posters that they've released for this. Like, there's that first poster they released mm-hmm. of kind of uh, Ray and Kylo battling it out, and you see sort of see the Emperor's shadow in the background, but the new one that they've released this week, love it. I I really like the poster mm-hmm. for this movie. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I like the Last Jedi poster. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> And we saw how that turned out. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the poster for this looks awesome.
1: Yeah, and again, I think that we're over, you know, two movies in of them teasing audience. This is how we started it, and we'll kind of end it this way. Two movies in of them using teasers and posters and stuff like that to tease the audience or to trick them into thinking you're getting one thing we didn't. I mean, let's not forget, The Force Awakens, you know, they showed Finn with a lightsaber and never showed Ray with a lightsaber. Uh Even the poster was Finn with a lightsaber, not Ray with a lightsaber, and it was meant to kind of hide who would be the Jedi in that movie. And obviously The Last Jedi, you know, a lot of stuff with the Luke, you know, the Jedi need to end everything. He's going to be the villain of the movie. <laughs> like, I, I really don't feel like there's been a lot this time around that has people talking, saying, oh, I can't believe they're going to do this. I mean, we had the Dark Ray in the first teaser trailer. But other than that, it's just, it's been straightforward, and I, maybe audiences kind of feel like they've been burned by that enough times. They're just, they presented a really straightforward trailer. Doesn't give you much about the the story, it's just sort of a lot of emotional music, some cool shots here and there, and not even that much to speculate on, which is why it's confusing we've been able to go like an hour on this.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Good go to us. Good for us, apparently. Yes. So we've got our tickets. We are, uh, we, you said we just finished Revenge of the Sith, so we're about to start solo now? Uh, yes, solo will be next week. So, And look, that's going to be our right. first
0: one since The Phantom Menace. It doesn't go into two parts, people. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have solo coming up. We have then Rogue One, then New Hope, then Empire, then Jedi. You're going to get some long episodes in there too, people. Uh, but it's definitely worth the listen. The people who have been listening seem to enjoy it. Uh, people who seem to be listening, uh, who are making it through all the, the many hours and then Force Awakens and Last Jedi and then probably some type of preview episode and then the, reaction reviews, um, we'll do, probably. we're probably going to do the same thing. I'm yeah, non-spoiler like, and spoiler. Spoiler free and then spoiler. Definitely. Yeah.
0: If we did a spoiler yeah. one for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I think we're guaranteed to do one for Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. We did one
1: for Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if this movie just ends up having no spoilers? Yo, know, it's exactly what I expected. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> then it would just be the Lion King revisited. Hashtag don't see the Lion King. <laughs> Uh, as well, Terminator is almost wrapped up now, or I guess it has. has. We've just released Jetsus. So, our final Terminator recap is out. Yeah, and we're gonna.
0: And you have your tickets for Terminator yet? Not yet, but um, we. I mean, it's. I don't think it will sell out as much as Star Wars. So, but we. I've got next weekend off, so um, yeah. I've already. Mallory's never seen a Terminator movie. We're not going to watch all five. I've just basically said to her, look, between now and next week, we're going to watch number one and number two, so you can at least get a bit of a catch yeah. up on it. And yeah, so I actually watched a really good video on YouTube this week, kind of like concising all the Terminators into one 10 minute video. And it was actually really good. Kind of refreshes your memory a lot on it. So um, yeah, I'm actually weirdly looking forward. I'm not that I wasn't, but like, I'm actually a little bit more excited now to see dark fate than I was maybe a couple of days ago. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, the first reactions have come out from some screenings, all fan reactions seem to be positive, which is the same for every movie. Critical reaction is like, yeah, it's, it's adequate. It's, it's good. It's decent. So I don't I haven't really read anything that's like, you know, floored by the movie yet. Um I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, the only question right now is whether I'm going to see it alone or with one of my nephews cuz um I have a nephew who owes me a movie cuz I paid for his admission for Spider-Man Far From Home and he has yet to pay me back. Uh but we have it's already been announced it's R rated in America, but they haven't announced what the Canadian rating is yet. And we actually have like two equivalents of R ratings. There's one where if you're over the age of 14 so if you're 15 to 17 you can get in with a paying adult uh and then there's the r rating which nobody under 18 can get in so i'm like okay as soon as they release rating i'll let you know if you can go with me but uh i guess this time next week or eight nine days from now we'll be talking terminator and then just continue on with star wars till the end of the year and then you won't be getting sick of it because it's star
0: wars and if you get sick of it then you're not normal then shut up then shut up oh and one more thing too that I need to say because we haven't said it yet it's coarse and rough
1: and irritating and it gets everywhere there you go yeah I'm sorry I don't like sand um (laughs) that's what's making 3PO's eyes go red he's really encountering sand for the first time in 30 years like it's coarse it's rough it's irritating it gets everywhere
0: I really hope that if Hayden Christensen does have an appearance and we kind of get the big reveal oh my god he just like coughs and sand like gets everywhere, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> sand.
1: <laughs> uh, make sure, as always, to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever else you find us. Uh, listen to all the other crap we put out there that we put hours and hours of work into every day. Uh, we have a survivor recap that's coming up this week. Return to the show. How many years has it been since Leslie niece was on the show? Oh
0: gosh. I can't remember if Billy might have done one with her when he did Ghost Island, but if, if if he didn't, God, I mean, I worked out, I think it had been about four years since we'd had Kathy Sleckman on the show, so it's got to be at least that for uh, for Leslie as well.
1: We're just like J.J. Abrams. We're bringing back all the old favorites as opposed to new content. But <laughs> yeah, who cares about the seasons?
0: For... I mean, God,
1: Ghost yeah, exactly.
0: Island, <laughs> Edge of Extinction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so recap for that coming uh, shortly. And uh, I guess let's just wrap it up then. My name is Colin, and yippee! Quoting <laughs> on other movies, uh, my name
0: is Ben, and stunning! Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.